When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 58th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Two special temporary guest hosts who both made day two at Indie Regionals. We've brought you some of the best players in the world, and this is not one of those episodes. But we have two people who managed to day two the largest <laughs> tournament and so we're excited to bring to you people whose opinion you will respect more now that they have a limitless page. First of them is the Saxac17. How's it going, guys? <laughs> and the person who many of you DM'd me and said, can you get this person off? They're never going to accomplish anything. And it turns out they accomplished a singular thing. Grant, a.k.a. Boo CK. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> So we got a very special episode for you today. And uh, as a preface, anyone who's not watching on Twitch, you may not know this. I just got a new apartment. There's zero furniture in this room. So it's going to be a little bit of an echo on my side. I apologize. But also, I've heard other podcasts. The auto quality is still way better here. We're going to go ahead and jump into these two's tournament run. And then we're going to get some questions from Twitch chat. As always, we're recording live on twitch.tv slash mellow underscore Magikarp. So I want to start off with the pre-tournament stuff. How did you come up with your deck? How did you test? Did you have any last minute changes? You know, all that kind of pre-tournament, pre-round one kind of stuff. So Grant, I want you to start us off with this one because this is your third tournament this season. And Zach, this yep. was your first, correct? Yep. All right. One of one. So Grant, we're going to start yeah. with yours. Yeah, great question, Mello. Um, thanks for having me, of course. Uh, well, I think we know it was like a team effort building the list at least like thinking about it but um coming off of euic i did very poorly with lucario uh and that was my fault i think changing at the last second after being on the pod and kind of talking myself into it and your fault as well for saying <laughs> we're going to see a lot of you know arceus which we did <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, it was a few weeks ahead of the time um but that's fine uh, and didn't really uh, flesh out the list as much, and also only faced Malamar and Mew, and so that was a feels bad moment. Um, but that that really fired me up to be more competitive, and because I, I know what I can do, and uh, I had played a lot of Arceus Bibarel since uh, Brilliant Stars came out, and so that was sort of the the thought process was build a deck around that. And um, I didn't want to play Inteleon because I'm already pretty new to IRL playing. And so it's a slow process to just shuffle and do all that stuff and then add the thought process of picking cards and decision making and all of that in a pressurized situation. So uh, the basis of the deck was pretty um, set in stone for me. And I'd been playing it. So uh, we kind of worked together with Yumi, Gamer uh lock and uh even like i 
put in the the tweet. Azul even chimed in. Uh, Sack was I, I don't want to speak for him, but he was always on the Intel stuff. But we were all kind of working in the same realm of Arceus Dark Package, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt really confident with it. Um, so I was just set on that. Fine tuning. It was a matter of discussion and playing. Yeah, for what it's worth, I wasn't in indie, but I was invested in this to the point where I think I would have played maybe not the exact 60. I think all of us felt a little different about some of the cards, but the whole archetype, the B-Barrel, the Hoopas, the Cape of Toughness, I think I would have been on those for sure. Zach, what about you? Yeah. How did your prep go? Uh, going into this, I was like thinking every time I go to regionals, I always play something weird, something interesting, something like out of left field that probably shouldn't be played, uh, like maybe Shaman or like V Union or like Green's Peak Rom or something. I don't know. So like this one, I was like, all right, I'm just going to first regional back. I'm going to pick a list from EUIC and test it until I'm very familiar with the deck and its matchups and how it works and stick with that. So I picked Arceus and Talion. It's very good. We saw success with it. I tried the Arceus Babero that you guys tried, and I was like, um... Industrious and Sizes for five and hope I draw a card. Did it feel very good? I like going shady dealings, search out exactly what I wanted, when I wanted it. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. And telling out it is, I'm going to stick to this. Tested it for two weeks straight for uh, my local game store opens up at 4 p.m. We would show up at 4 p.m. and we would go until they kicked us out at probably like midnight or one o'clock. So it was just day in, day out playing Pokemon for the past two weeks. And I was like, all right, our system telling how it is. Uh, the only difference is we, I added a Hoopa uh, from the list because uh, I was like, Urshifu is going to be around, so let's add a Hoopa V. Um, you guys also played Hoopa as well, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's something we decided on. I was like, all right, Hoopa V, and I need a switch card for it in case I start a Hoopa. So I added a Hoopa, and yeah, it was went from there. But yeah, our system telling on, I get to do what I want. Uh, what I want because it's shady dealings. So I figured that was a pretty good pick for the tournament. I hit 10 Arceus um, between days one and day two. Out of 15 rounds, I hit 10 Arceus variants. It was great. It was uh, eight mirror matches, which is a lot of fun. Oh, so exhausting. The mirror match, whether it's Intel or Bibral, it just, it's, it's a ton of fun, but it's so exhausting. Best of three when it's back to back to back to back. Um, yeah. Like, like I said in the the pre-recording, I played all six. One was sack. We ID'd uh, as one does, and it was just like you couldn't really de- like. I was so deflated and tired. You what do you do? There's so yeah. many combinations of every game, and and I played three Cheryl or Sharon, sorry. And so the mirror match goes. We play. I played a game for 45 minutes one time, a single game. And it's just exhausting. And it makes me want to go back to something that has OCO potential because you can't just keep doing that over and over again, trying to win a match. See, Dude, I love match. the Arceus mirror match so much. I think I hate yeah. myself just enough. <laughs> I mean, I feel match. confident, but it's, right. it's exhaustive. You just do the same thing. You're like, all right, yeah. I'm going to attach to Arceus if I went first. And then you also attach to Arceus. And then I evolve and hit for 180 and accelerate to an Arceus. Then you evolve and hit for 180 and accelerate to And then I churn, and then you churn, and then I churn, and then you churn. And then once we're out of churns, we start taking prize cards. So we'll just, that's cool. 
Um, but yeah, and like when I attach to Intellion, and then you attach to Intellion, or well, in your case, Bavero. But like you're just doing the same thing, and like whoever won the coin flip like goes first. And like if you play Goon, good for you. If you could, if you find it when you need it, it's like whoever draws better. It's, I mean, it's kind of a nuisance sometimes. It's very exhausting. See, I play. I think the Crobat yeah. VMAX helps a lot in the mirror match, though. And this is one of the things that I like our list because you can stealth poison into a single prizer. Yep. They can't Sharon and boss in the same turn. So if they KO the active yeah. with a Sharon, you can KO or you can just kind of keep doing the same thing and you'll eventually win the War of Attrition. And if they boss you, they didn't Sharon and you can just KO them with your own Arceus. And they can only such boss so many play. times. It's such a good play. Uh, and then the only problem was the time I did it, they put. Um, they retreated and put down Collapse Stadium or <laughs> <laughs> and got rid of it. Like, what do I do? I don't play enough basics to really run the full loop, which is inherently a problem in the deck. But um, it, it, there's so many situations that pop up. It's so cool and fun, but it really tires you out fast. And then six in a row on day two after you played nine on Saturday. Uh, not for me. Not again. Well, maybe. Yeah. Let, let's start with the, the day one stuff real quick before we jump into the others. So both of you is your first day two. Always exciting, right? Coming yeah. into the tournament, what were your expectations when you're sitting down for round one? Grant, you're fresh off of EUIC and you got a finish, technically. Zach, your first tournament in over two years. So what are your expectations and how are you feeling sitting down for round number one? Grant first. Well, I'll go for it. well. Well, I went to Salt Lake City too, and I, I came in with a list I felt really good with Arceus Duraludon. Uh You tinkered with it and screwed it up a little bit, but that's fine. I'd like uh, to point still... out for the listeners, I cut the second rod for him. That's right, the rod, the second been... rod. I played four Muse that day. The rod would have been critical to the success of recovering the Arceuses that they knock out, because at that time you need to put two Arceus down usually, um, but. I felt good. I went 5-4, and it was good. It was uh, dipping the toes in the water. Um, good experience. Uh, it it was the other deck I've played the most. I've always liked the, the Duraludon. But going into this tournament, um, you know, I had a, a, a deck list I felt super confident with. And I think that was the big key this time. Um, day one, my goals. Obviously, to make day two, uh, I had a redemption arc from EUIC. I I was so deflated sitting in Germany, uh, bringing a deck that I knew was a good or a decent meta call, and it played bad. And it wasn't necessarily playing bad, but bad matchups. And I need to redeem myself because I have been good. And that might be the internet people argument. Like, let's see how people who've only played on on the internet do in real life. Well, all right. I know I'm capable of doing better. So I think at the end of my tweet with my list, I said, please, but not satisfied. So I, I did want to do better. I ended day one at, uh, I think the final result was like 38th place. Yeah, you were so above was, that 19 match point record. Yeah, I was I was well, well poised to do um, some damage here. The deck really isn't built to win the tournament, but it is built to do well, and it's consistent. So... Um, I was where I wanted to be. It took a lot. Uh, like I said, three Sharons. You're going to get really close on time. But the Crobat V, uh, VMAX, creates so many opportunities to make cool plays. 
uh, and, and got me there. And then uh, I didn't see Muse until round seven and nine, six and nine, maybe. Nice. So, and that's just auto wins. And I, if I'd seen more, I think I, I'm in top 16 easily. Sack, what about you? Sitting down for day one, first Pokemon tournament in two years. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are your goals? Uh, honestly, round one <laughs> was like, I go into this knowing that one of my biggest, like, I'm going to lose because of uh, blank like, situations was I'm going to lose because I put a Hoopa V in my deck. I'm going to start it, and I'm not going to be able to get out of the active. That was like, all right, round one, I'm sitting down. This is what's going to keep me from day two. I dropped my opening hand. It was RC's V-Star, Water Energy, Turbo, Path, Belt, Hoopa V. <laughs> Nothing else. There was no way to get out of it. I'm like, uh... <laughs> uh-oh. So, like, uh, round one, game one, I'm already thinking, like, well, this is how it goes. This is how my entire tournament goes. But going into it, I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to make day two. This is my tournament. I've been practicing for two weeks straight. I put in the hours. I put in the testing. This is the deck. If I lose, it's going to be because I start Hoopa and nothing else. Start Hoopa, but like whatever. Uh, made day two, um, like I had hoped, like I had planned, and kind of just went from there. Um, day one, I hit my first opening match was Arceus Tornadus. Pretty cool deck. You can share both attackers. Uh, and then from that, it was Arceus Intellion, Arceus Intellion, uh, two Muse, Arceus Intellion, Arceus Intellion, Arceus Intellion. Uh, well, <laughs> were these like the straightforward Arceus Intellions? They have the baby Moltres, they have anything else with like a drill in it, or was it just like straight water healing? Um, Arceus Moltres and Arceus Intellion for the most part. But then round six, I had Andrew Scott playing uh, what I would assume was. 58, 59, or 60 cards as Ian Rob. He had the Zapdos, he had the Moltres V, he had the Baby Moltres, and he had the Metajam and the Quick Shootings and stuff like that. So um, that was round six, the first time I saw that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I got to try that. But um, I finished the day, round eight, um, won the mirror again, going to six and two. So round nine, I just had to find an opponent that wanted to ID. So I did into day two for the first time for me. Which is like pretty exciting. I was like, cool. Sat down round one, uh, one to day two, and round nine I ended up into day two. So, big happy with my tournament finish. I was super shocked. I put a tweet out about this. The amount of people who ID'd at 18 match points of the 6 2 record was more than I thought. And I understand it. There's a lot of reasons to ID, right? First day two, that's a big deal. Heck yeah, you do that. You're up against a homie. You don't want but one of you to miss. Heck yeah, you do that too. You're tired as heck and you just want to go home. Heck yeah, you can do that as well. But literally every table except one at six and two ID'd in a day two. And there ended up being over 70 people <laughs> at records of six, two, and one, or I guess 504 maybe, but at six, two, and one into day two. And I was just like, oh my God, that's bigger than most day twos, period. So you finding someone was not a surprise because <laughs> apparently that's yeah. what everyone went for. <laughs> yep. So how that Saturday night go? Do y'all go out and party? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I think we left and uh, we messaged Sack and said, what are you doing? He's like, I already went and got food. So we went to uh, my hotel, played a quick game of Unite Mobile, obviously. <laughs> Need to practice. The, the squad's all there, Gamer and Lock. Um, and then went down to the, the lobby, had uh, 
a few celebratory beers with the there were some judges there, so no bias from the judging in day two, obviously making friends with them. And uh Genius. Yeah. And I ordered some food and it took ninety minutes. So uh, I was up a little late. Uh I, I was in Doom's chat at two or three AM, but that's fine. I only sleep one sleep cycle, which is like three or four hours, so it's okay. This is not a medical advice podcast, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Your sleep is individual to you, I guess. (laughs) There we go. And and we did win. Yes, it's Locke saying in chat. (laughs) Yeah, for me, we uh, round nine's done. We clear out. We go get food, as everyone does after like nine rounds of Pokemon. It's nine thirty. Everyone's tired and hungry. You want to go to bed? Got food. Went back to the hotel, and I was out. I was just out like a light. <laughs> like, oh, let's play Commander. Let's like, do you want to re-sleeve for tomorrow? Uh, do you want to just hang out and play like whatever it was, test a few games? Nope. I was in bed and just out after like half an hour. Uh, and then I woke up at 5.30 in the morning. was good to go. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to be ready for day two. And then I just kind of sat there for two hours waiting for day two to start. <laughs> do you recommend taking a shower before the tournament? I don't think everyone does that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wakes you up. But you washed awesome. all the luck off, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're showering with, like, if there's, like, if you're rooming with, like, five other people, don't take a 20-minute shower. <laughs> They're not happy when you take a 20-minute shower, and then they get, like, a five-minute shower. Yeah. Day one, I took a 20-minute shower. They were all pretty bummed out when I got out of the shower. <laughs> Bro, throwing, up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to get up at 5.30 on day two to take a shower. And then I was like, all right, cool. I'm up and showering before everyone else. It's great. They won't be mad at me. And then they did get up to like 7.30. I was like, oh, cool. You got a two-hour shower. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've woken up. We've showered. At least one of us showered, apparently. We're heading into day two. We're going to the convention center. What are the goals on day two? I think I just have to win. Yeah. Right. Just win the tournament or you every round just well, like I'm just gonna win. Well at, that, at that point I'm like at that point I'm like I'm pretty well positioned. Uh the deck feels really good. Um I wasn't as worried as Sack was about starting Hoopa. Uh the the deck feels good enough that you can start by losing the first two prizes anyways and being, you know, down two, four, six. Because I'm playing three Sharons, I can I can battle back. Um I was hoping to face more Mew, obviously, <laughs> and that didn't happen. Uh, but I started off, I won the first match, and I was like, okay, here we go, cruise control. Uh, the deck's still just really smooth, and I'm seeing the board really well. Um, lost the next two, and it was a little upsetting. It's like, how do you get back from that? Um, but the goal the goal was at that point like top eight let's let's go for it we're here and i'm playing well i i love the deck played the deck a lot haven't played it with three sharons but i you know how hard is it to really adapt to one change of the one card change um you know that's let's go get it didn't turn out that way but that was the goal right Zach, what about your goals? Going like going into the tournament, going, I've heard it asked me like, 
Yeah. Um, my friend asked me like, Hey, what do you, what are we doing day two? Like we leave an early, we're playing <laughs> back. Right? Do you want to stick around, play a side events? Like, like what's happening day two? Bro, did you bring your GLC deck? No, none of that. I <laughs> left all that at home. Right. I was like, all right, here's my plan for the tournament. I'm going to play nine rounds of Pokemon day one. And I'm going to stop thinking past round nine, like whatever happens after round nine, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to get through nine rounds of Pokemon. I ended up that I day twoed, so then I'm in day two, um, just hanging. I'm just playing Pokemon. That's it. I already accomplished my goals. I didn't put any thought into the sixth round of Pokemon that I played on day two, um, like what I was going to do, how I wanted to finish. Like I'm just here. I'm just Pokemon. So I sit down. Like it's it's. I got six rounds. It's another cup. It's another online tournament. It's another whatever. I'm here to play Pokemon. Start with a clean slate. Start fresh. Doesn't matter what I do. Um, Round one, I was hoping to like hit something other than like Arceus and Talion. I hit Arceus, Duraludon, we went to time. It was whatever. I was kind of bummed out. I was like, I should have won that match. Just happened to go to time. And then uh, second round, which is being round 11 now, uh, I hit a Whimsicott. So I'm like, this is perfect. We've dodged all the Arceus and Talions. Uh, so uh, 2 0 the Whimsicott. Um, and Talion is pretty good when they have to two shot it, apparently. And then um, round three in day two, I'm back to hitting Arceus Italian. Took two L's. I'm thinking, like, all right, this is how it goes. I'm one, one, and one now. But still, it's just Pokemon. Uh, I have nothing to worry about. I'm not stressing over anything. If I make top eight or top 32 or top 64 or whatever it is, I go, fine. I'm just here to buy Pokemon and have a good time. So then round four, I hit Boo. Uh, <laughs> so we just ID'd. <laughs> like, hey, you want to play Pokemon? Now it was just ID. Uh, plus one uh, point instead of trying to play it out. And then round six or five, I hit Mew again. Easy dub there. And then round 15, I ID'd again. Uh, a foolish ID I sh uh, to try to make top 64. I should have played it out. But it was Arceus and Talion, some of that I hit in day one. We're like We've had enough of the mirror. Let's just uh, ID and call it a day. Just go home. So... I said the same. I offered the ID, and he did. We were sitting next to each other, too, for <laughs> third, third round in a row. Yeah. We were just following and each other from table to table. I was so mad. I was so mad, because mine would have got me top 64. Yeah. <laughs> I had the highest resistance at, the num at my number, so it was fine. But <laughs> so so upsetting to uh, just start won. with the win. Yeah. Well, I, I tried. <laughs> Uh, some of the Omaha locals were were staying there watching. We were right by the like the main walkway, and they could see I was showing the cards and stuff. And I prized one, um, prized a boss. The last two prizes, I need to pull it. And I had to come up with a play: either boss up, or um, yeah, boss use a boss to boss up a Sobble to hopefully pull the boss out of the prize. Like it was. Uh, it was so crappy, and the games take so long. Again, it's in the mirror with with all the Sharons. It's, um, you know, it takes a lot of thought, and, and you have to kind of risk it. And I, it was deflating to to know that I would have been in pretty high. I think at sixty four, but um, I could have just beaten Sack too <laughs> in, in round thirteen. It would have been an easy win. I know, I know, because I know his list, and he can't pull any tricks on me. Um, I doubt he remembers my list, so. Yeah, would have got got. I would have got got by that Crobat Vmax into a single visor play. Yeah, you would oh, pull yeah. it off even oh, after you told me about it. Yeah, you like told me about it like I think day one. Um, after, that would have happened. It would just would have worked. You would have been like, ah, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> your, bench, your, your bench would have been Sobbles and Drizzles, and I would have been yeah. like, all right. <laughs> so you heard oh, it here well. first. The Lake of Rage podcast fully endorses don't ID with your friends. Use your knowledge of their deck to your advantage and beat them. Yeah, just beat yeah. them. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, actually, it turned out to be a, like a much-needed reprieve from from the you know, gauntlet of playing mirror matches essentially. Um I went and got lunch. I don't know what Sackett did, but Talk to Azul. Yeah, for an hour straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a very bad Caesar chicken Caesar salad at the uh hotel restaurant, but can't win them all. Big rip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of Azul, I want to point out uh how does it feel to know Team Carpe Diz Rats, we haven't mentioned us in a while, but uh, we're all part of the same team, Carpe Diz Rats, has now yep. three people make day two in the first three events. None of them are named Azul. So how does it feel to know you're officially a better player than Azul is? That's three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at, the, <laughs> at the end of that round uh, that we ID'd, um, it was Azul, Swag was there, another mod, and some other people. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go get food. You want to come with? And my response was, no, sorry, I have to play in day two. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my bad, I gotta, I gotta stay. I can't go get food. And so that's, that's probably as good as it's going to feel to uh, make day two when someone else doesn't. That's got to be but. so good, actually. That's just like an IRL limitless check. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to ask him what happened because he was, he was like 501 or something at, at one point. So the wheels fell off the wagon real quick. Um, but, he, you know, we we had been talking and making our deck, and he'd been helping us out a little bit. You know, his idea was the capes and all that. Um, and I said, I, I, you know, I knew he'd switch off of it. <laughs> like, you knew he wasn't going to play it. Uh, but Mew, Mew seems good. It's just everybody in that tournament had an answer for it. Yeah. Everybody planned for Mew. So it it seemed like one of the ideas was like, oh, everyone's going to be afraid of Urshifu. And everyone did tech for Urshi. No, everyone's going to tech for Arceus. And I guess everyone did, question mark. Sometimes it's hard to do, right? And people people are like, oh, so they're not going to tech for Mew. And it's like, well, no. (laughs) I'm still teching for Mew. Everyone hates losing to Mew. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, you can tech for Urshifu and Mew. With the same card. Yeah. With the Hoopa. Oh, That's yeah. That's like two and one. Crazy oh. how that works. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoopa's kind one of my, nice. It's, it's way cool. One of my uh, Mew players, the third Mew player I hit, it was in day two. Um, I benched um, Hoopa against them, and Path was in play, and I went to go hit with Hoopa. They're like, oh, cool, 170. And I was like, I thought I forgot what the card did for a second. I was like, wait, is Koopa psychic? Unless, I was like, wait, no, it's dark. And then it's also psychic if Path isn't in play. But when Path is play, it's just dark. So it hits KO's me. And it was like, oh, my bad. I'm used to, I'm a, was like a Urshi player. I'm used to being an Urshi player. So that's why I thought with Path in play, me only did 170 because it was just dark. I was like, yeah, it kind of hits both of them. <laughs> I've yeah, definitely was, made that so, mistake before. <laughs> One of one of the best things you can see is when you put the hoopa and the crowbat down, 
and you watch them have to decide which one and then they pick they pick the hoopa you're like okay that's yep. that's wrong it, in, in <laughs> testing i was the mew player against boo and i made that mistake and i learned very quickly how bad that play is right you you damage modify to kill this and you find enough then to kill the crowbat right yeah this i is... felt so good i went one of my other mew matchups um i went rc active accelerate to uh hoopa then went boss ko hoopa i was like all right cool player of the hoopa back that's the energy accelerate to it again and also k like i'm two-shotting you with Arceus. so then the boss ko'd it again i'm like all right cool now most race just gets in the way <laughs> it's so nice like, you can have the uh hoopa i'll put it back down accelerate to it again with clara and then now you ko'd it twice my Moltres is ready to go. So like, even if you do get to it, I have answers. Like Arsis is still there, and now uh, Moltres does more damage. It was so yeah, nice. It, it's not Muse time. I mean, Muse no. consistent is good, but only a few break through. I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable playing it. I wouldn't have felt comfortable. Maybe, maybe New Jersey. This isn't the New Jersey meta forecast, but I mean, it's only two weeks had, away. Yeah, everyone had dark everyone's playing dark and it's just the easiest way to you know you have to pick a color with arceus um water's great with melanie and, and all that that was that was a tough matchup but dark is just so good either way as an attacker auxiliary attacker and it just doesn't feel good to play mew yeah just about every matchup that moltres being able to hit for 220 late game and then 270 late game is very good it gives the deck something it didn't used to have or in the case of the crowbat the hit and run ability and saying you have to boss now is also just like so good yeah what what can they do i mean the whole mew thing is if you can get the turn two or turn three attack donk type thing if you don't what is there after that you know maybe boss stall a turn or something i you know um uh, float up or whatever it is psychic leap like <laughs> it, you kind of really get put in a situation at that point and if you know if you're if you're relying on your deck doing something one turn it doesn't feel great so in addition to you both doing very well like obviously a day two whether it got money or not is incredibly impressive out of a thousand people you're both in that top 10 percent right well, let's look at some of those upper decks, some of those indie results. So what do you think now that we look at what happened in indie? We saw Ian Rob winning with the Arceus Birds deck, the weird 2-2 Arceus and just like bird, bird, Hoopa, bird, bird, you know, is that now going to become a prominent thing? Because he made top four in Salt Lake City with it, and then no one seemed to play it ever. <laughs> and now he won a regional with it. And... Is, are people going to start playing it, or is this just Ian Rob's deck and no one else can pick this thing up? I love the deck. I think it's great. Um, I think it's a great IRL deck. Uh, thinking man's deck. My problem with and why I don't play it again is I don't feel as comfortable playing the Intellion stuff and thinking that much and doing things like that. Uh, but I, looking at it on paper, it just looks so good. I haven't got to watch the stream yet you know, getting back super late. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Zach, you, you streamed it today a little bit, right? Um, I messed around with it. 
I think my the most experience I can get was from playing against a similar uh, similar list round uh, day one. Jesus round six day one. Um, like the Medicham was pretty cool. If they could like pull off the Medicham play, I would have lost that game. Like game one went all right. I didn't see the Zapdos coming. Zapdos, I fold. Like um, I didn't get Dunsparce out. Didn't see it happen. Game two, um, I just went first. So we were doing first things. I, I'm gonna go first. Right. <laughs> um, game three, they went first, and there was a guy going back and forth, and they're building up to uh, something. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, they're quick balling, like, thinning things out, research, um, from my hand, sit and do nothing for the longest of time. Like, they weren't attaching to Arceus, not sure what they were doing, kind of thing. But then, um, like, near the end, it was like two turns before the end of the game, they quick balled for the meta jam. It's been 40 minutes of three games, and I did not see this Metacham the entire time. I saw the Xanthos, I saw the Moltres V, saw the Baby Moltres, saw all this stuff, right? I did not see a Metacham. <laughs> and their board state is currently Drizzile, Drizzile, Zigzagoon. And my board state is a lot of 60 HP. It goes Sobble, <laughs> Dunsparce, Sobble, and then I think um, I had a Goon for 70 HP, mm-hmm. plus an RCC starting to end. So like, if I let them have one more turn, um, like if they flash me the Metacham the next turn, I lose that set. But they flashed it to me a turn earlier, so I like go panic mode and go like, all right, Drizzile, level ball, Drizzile, Drizzile for Charm, Charm the Dunsparce. So I have Drizzile, uh, Charm Dunsparce, Drizzile and the 70 HP, um, Zigzagoon, and then I go Boss KO Drizzile. Like, that's the plan. I don't know what else you got for me, but... I'm going to go Bosco Drizzle out and hope that you don't have enough nets to goon ping somebody and yoga loop it. Because I would have I would have folded if uh, you flashed me that a turn later. Like, I wouldn't have saw that coming at all. You would have gone yoga loop Dunsparce. You would have gone um, like quick shooting, belt, KO with Metacham. It would just not have been great. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought that Metacham, you could pull up some cool plays. Like if they had applied like any sort of like uh, pressure earlier that game, um, it would have been a lot closer, and like the meta jam play would have worked. It would have been so nice. But I think the deck's pretty neat, uh, based on my experience of playing against it, and definitely an IRL thing with closed deck list. Like now that I'm aware, like meta jam could be played with Zapdos and stuff like that. Not like I got to play around Yoga Loop, but I definitely didn't see it coming in a closed deck list format. And I think it's really cool that uh, someone did well with it. And kind of curious to test out meta jam now. Like I don't know about the Zapdos and the Birds package. Uh, I think Metacham could be pretty cool in RCS with quick shooting. Yeah, if, the, if the math checks out on certain plays, it, it seems very viable. I, uh, nice. My round two, I saw fighting energy. And so I was like, oh, okay, Urshi, here we go, free win. <laughs> it was just uh, the Zapdos. But so closed decklist, you have no idea. You know, you, you, you actually have to think and play it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thought of a Metacham being involved makes everything. You know, having the capes and or you know charms or whatever, you really have to start thinking when you play. And you know, sometimes you don't you don't really want it. It's like just beat the online list that I know, <laughs> please. Right. Yeah. After playing Urshi for like a little bit, because like going into testing like Mellow, I saw your tweet where it's like people don't trust themselves confidently enough to play Urshi, even though it's so good. How do you trust yourself to test against Urshi? Right. I was the Urshi player that all my teammates were tested against. Like, <laughs> Sang, 
you play Urshi, you're good. You should play it. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> so, but like now I know how to play Urshi. Like I'm doing the thing and to get my board state set up so I can go quick shooting net, quick shooting yoga loop in a turn. It's like fairly easy and like, all right, I could do that. And not all like my opponents can see that coming, especially if I hold a meta jam. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, now that I can see that play coming, it's like, well, that could be pretty viable and the math would work out for sure. And like now I have to play around it. It's not that hard to pull off, at least. It really isn't. No. So as a real quick moving past that deck, I do have to say the Metacham inclusion was very cool. One of my students, he runs the Pokemon Club we test most Thursdays. He just kept saying, why aren't we playing Metacham in this deck? It's like, it doesn't come up that often, but I think with enough quick shootings, the Zigzagoons, the Nets, it very clearly is something that should be considered moving forward for sure. Especially if you play a deck that forces the mirror match to bench a Dunsparce. Yeah. But some of the other results, uh, Isaiah Bradner getting second place with Arceus and Teleon, Beedrill, and then moving into top four, Andrew Estrada with Mew, Andrew Weiss with Arceus and Teleon. I am stalling and talking slower to check the list with Dark Energies, so very similar to what you had, actually very similar to your list, Zach. Uh, yeah. Michael Long with Mew in fifth. Pablo Meza with the most boring Arceus and Teleon list in the world <laughs> in sixth place. That's just a testament to the deck and just how much skill is involved. Pablo's one of the best players in the world. Shout out to Tablemon. And the fact that he took yep. a list that looks like he net decked it from himself <laughs> from the last tournament he played in. It is just so boring, so straightforward, and also it's very good to set up every single game. Then Francis McDonald in Oh, consistency is so huge in this format. The key, yeah. We have seventh place was Arceus Bird Thingy by Francis McDonald. There's just a lot happening in this list. Ooh, there's even a Celebrations Mew. And then eighth place, you have everyone's favorite deck, Mew VMAX, piloted by Joseph Perez. So is there anything really surprising out of there? Is there anything that you think is going to... Uh, move around the meta moving forward or is indie regionals and we can also get into uh bilbao and oh my gosh what was the one in brazil called the other regional that we had in latam uh is there anything that you think is going to be changing the meta moving forward joinville there we go it's cool Hmm. seeing the b Uh, i was not impressed by the b actually i I thought it was cool i mean it's, it's still a lot of work i played um, and I could play around, but I played Ryan Sablehouse round eleven, and uh, it was a you know a good match. He got the B. I knew I knew the B was coming, obviously, with the DTE on it on uh, Arceus. But um, after that point, I, that's where Rod would have been good because I played the capture. Capture is so good for consistency. Um, but it's cool seeing that uh, Mew. Obviously, whatever. Who cares? Uh, there, there, all were. <laughs> I mean, three in top eight is definitely nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I if I could have faced them, it would have been a different story. But <laughs> um, you know, the bird box. I think Zapdos is still underrated. I, a lot of these decks, the Inteleon engines don't play the the path, which doesn't really help too much because you can easily power up Zapdos either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can Dunsparce, confirm. Yeah, Dunsparce still doesn't really matter yeah. that much. 
Um, and the MetaChamp technology is also just so good. Yeah. For that. And what's the other one? Oh, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo consistency. No, no one's net know. decking Pablo. Yeah. I, I love um, this list. I would 100% that's play a, this list, but... So no. annoying to play against. Yeah, no, yeah. no one's net decking that thing. Which, for anyone listening, you should. 100%. It is not flashy at all, and that wins games. If you play it well. That's the, that's the yeah. big thing there. If you don't play very well, you play something else, I guess. But I, I think it's like what we talked about. Like I think it's a, a list to do well. Consistent, solid deck list, but it's not a list that can win the tournament. No. It, does, it doesn't have enough tools to win it. But... Got an ordinary rod. That is your favorite card in the format. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. I'm known for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach, what do you think? I think uh if you guys remember like back in like the peak ROM era and like Me Too and all that stuff, like everyone's like, Oh, I won so and so tournament with this peak ROM list that I came up with. And then it's the same peak ROM list that everybody's playing right now. And minus two cards. <laughs> plus two this cards. Is the optimal sixty. My my team worked countless hours on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like we a third energy charm. switch. Yeah, we cut energy switch for tag switch. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Like it's that it's like that version of Pikaram, but now with Arceus and Talion. Like here's yeah. my optimal sixty that'll win the next tournament, and it's just fifty eight cards from the previous sixty that won the tournament. It's like all right, Arceus is good. We get it. Um, you can pretty much play whatever you want. The fifty through sixty cards that are different, like the ten cards difference, right? The last ten cards don't really matter because it's just Arceus. Like that's what it feels like with Arceus right now. Um, the deck's very good. And like the only takeaway like might be the new Metacham technology. I don't think Petro is that impressive. We might see more Urshifu, but like we saw Urshifu at the last event. Um like EYC did very well. And then like Arceus still did great here. Um like I don't think Urshi got hard countered. I just no one played it or no one played it well. Um also it still lost to um Arceus. So I don't know. I think uh, New Jersey will be more of the same. Like maybe like a different shakeup if people get tired of playing RC smears all day, but I think you're gonna see more more fighting. Maybe you know, Ar Arceus is easy to fit in Lycanroc, Lucario, Zapdos. It's very easy to fit it in, and like we said, and then Metacham as well. It's very easy to counter. Maybe the counter to the counter is uh, you know you put in the um, like the Gyarados deck with the Jolteon or <laughs> you know something like that, and go with the Bibarel, which is a Super smooth draw in general. People are talking about like not getting the cards in your hand. Four, four ultra ball and four quick ball. What? And things you can play down. You, you basically get. I, I, I didn't have any problem getting the cards I needed in my hand. Hmm. That's why I was off a of Mew because it's kind of like the same as Babarel, except we have instead of Babarel, you have four Genesects and their basics. Um, I had one of my locals that went with me to the tournament was like, "Hey, I need to test against you for the mirror match. Let's sit down and play the new mirrors." Right, so I'm doing my thing, I'm like all right, new Genesect drop to six. Cool, play a bunch of cards. Genesect drop to six, and there's no there's no shady dealings in that deck. It's no like I need to hit escape rope right here right now. My um, odds besides drawing twenty cards a turn to hit my one of two escape rope are like my outs would be Chromatic Heads or um, Road on Foam. Put it to the top and shuffle some other cards. Like that's that's the only way I can go search out cards. Of course, I get to see like 20 cards a turn, but like, what if they're not in the top 20? Then I just whiff 
which felt so bad. I was like, all right. So that's why I'm off the barrel because like, what it, I could draw 10 cards a turn, right? But like, there's still a chance that I don't see that card, which is why I was off of Mew or off of the barrel. Cause it's like, I'd rather just go search for it uh, with Shady Dealings. That's fair. Yeah, I I would have played B-Barrel, but also every time I play Inteleon, like you said, it feels mm -hmm. really good to be like, I need one card. Okay, exactly. level ball, I've got that card. Yep. You need to go find the Goon, plus the uh, Choice Belt, plus the Turbo Energy, plus the boss to go turn two boss KO Arceus on the bench, and then that's your energy attachment for turn. That's also your only Arceus in play. I don't know how often you hit that with Bavaro. Draw five. Yeah, here's one that I've noticed. So I, I talked about how tough it is to like think and play like that with the Inteleon. It's easy, like when they get, if they get stuck and don't get multiple out, to just boss it up and KO it and they're stuck sitting there. And like you put a plant down or a path and they can't uh, Starbirth and all that stuff. Yep. It's very easy to counter their plan. And not one time in what? 15 rounds did anyone boss up my bibro and try and KO it I had a draw I had a constant draw engine all day maybe two yeah it's funny because it, it gives me the same vibe as smooth over Macargo. anyone who's ever played a deck with smooth over Macargo, you're like if they ever KO this I lose yeah. like Grand Bull in the Lost <laughs> Thunder format if you KO the Macargo, the deck's not very good but so many people are like oh, I have to KO the attacker and the B-Barrel is the same, right? You have one of them. Yeah. If you're lucky, you got a second one, but yeah. <laughs> people never want to go for it. Well, it's like, okay, I've I've used my Starbirth and I've used my Crobat to get it in play to, as an attacker. I have no other draw. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so obvious what you should do right now, and no one ever did it. Well, now you're leaking, so you got to play something else. I already am, yeah. Uh, I want to go back to the Urshi real quick, because I thought this was interesting as you were saying that. I was looking it up. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe not, but maybe. Why Urshifu didn't do so well. Uh, first place list, Upa. Second place list, Manaphy, Dunsparce, and Ordinary Rod. Third place list, Mew with Marnie. Fourth place list, Upa. Fifth place list, Mew with Marnie. Sixth place list, Manaphy, Dunsparce, way to recover them. Seventh place list, Upa. It's not until the eighth place list <laughs> where someone doesn't have a true answer it's just straightforward mew so i'm kind of curious if people are going to get rid of those texts or if they're going to stay moving forward because it seems like urshi was hated hard in this tournament yeah i saw four different decks out of 15 rounds i saw four different decks so it was <laughs> Arcus yeah, what? no it was like Three different decks? Arceus, uh, Mew, and Wh one Whimsy Guy. Ten Arceus, three Mew, one Whimsy Guy, and an ID in round nine. I saw three different decks. My first seven were all different decks. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think when I'm thinking about my list, the first cut would have been uh, Second Research and, or Manaphy. Your first cut is a card that makes bossing KOing B barrel even better for your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody did. Like after my like if I if I had to make a if I had to make a cut and go tomorrow, play the same list, I cut a research, mana fee, and I put in a scrapper and a rod. Scrapper? So, yeah, scrapper because the, the goon the goon ping KO on an Arceus is so good. 
I did it so many times and just wins you they scoop right away. You know. So So you were able to pull that off consistently. Yeah, it might have been been drawing well. Uh who knows? Mm-hmm. Unlike Sack, I didn't start the Hoopa once. I, I started it three times and saw it all three times. <laughs> I used the Hoopa I used the Hoopa two times, one to t- tank a hit and just be a, a body, and the other two uh in the winning end against Mew. Uh game three to, to win. So it's funny the deck that plays Switch started the hoop didn't start the hoopa and the deck that plays zero switch. <laughs> one I played one switch for this very reason. Oh okay, you like, did I, go, I started Hoopa. Yep. My first deck search is I right, where is the switch? Did I prize the switch? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care what it is. If I'm like going level ball for Sobble, I don't find a Sobble, I find a switch first. Is it in the deck? When I started Hoopa, it just had to be there. Because I needed to get out in Darcy's turn two. And if it's not there, then I got more problems because I'm not sure to know it until too far too late. Switch is a luxury. Rope is a necessity. And net was really good. Yeah. I love a second net. Rope would have been so hot. Rope was so good. If you say so. Yeah. I mean, rope but seems it, good to me. I do say yeah. so. I think. <laughs> I think it would have been like, all right, like Switch is definitely the move. But like the hottest cards in the deck for me was Evo Incense yeah. and Scoop Up Net. That's <laughs> so like, good. Yeah, I, <laughs> so you're I an Italian deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <no. laughs> I played two of each. I wanted three of each. It was it was so hot. Well, like, Sa- I could go for Sa- it. you literally right just now. said, have you heard of this ability called Shady Dealings? <laughs> I think people should be playing this. Well, okay, so I played two Evo Incense, and the amount of times where I had to go Shady Dealings for Evo Incense um, for either, like, Arsene's V-Star so, or, like, Italian or, like, even Drizzile, um, it was, like, too high, or I couldn't go um, Alshabal for it. Like, right, so I have two Incense, I've like, burned both of them, my next out is Alshabal, and there's been times where I'm, like, I'm playing around now, it's for, like, Marnie outs, and it's, like... I could just go for a third one so I don't have to discard any resources. But it was so nice to have that. Do you have any other thoughts on the indie results before we get into questions from Twitch chat? Uh, congrats to Riley with the Whimsicott. Whimsicott's my worst matchup. I only played six basic. No rugs. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, on your tweet, that was after I faced it, I just got absolutely bodied. Partially drew terribly. Like, didn't even get a setup. Didn't get to play the game. And the other game was Hammer, Hammer, <laughs> fan. <laughs> you don't get to play, bucko. And I was just so, like, it wasn't like, I'm mad at the game. I don't want to play anymore. It's just like, this is so deflating. Because I was, I hadn't lost yet. And just to get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> like, there's going to be more of these at the top tables. No. It's- I don't want to play anymore. Oh. A free matchup. You ever have to two shot in Italian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the water energy helps so much. Aquaball yeah, is go, so good. Yep, you know. I Raihan to the Italian and evolve my other Drizzle into Italian, scoop up that Sable against Spimzikai, and I go Aqua Bullet. And they go, It's yours. You got it. <laughs> they have to two shot both of my Italians, and I two shot them. I take two prize cards to every one that they take. Like, cool. Second that would have been so good. I did the goon ping uh azation. They had azation and hit it and left it at two ten. And then later until I draw into the net, get a net ping kill 
kill for four prizes. So there's at least that, I guess. But like I, at that point, I wanted to play the um, the Corviknight. <laughs> Oko <laughs> these things with a with a belt. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Corviknight for uh. <laughs> and that I guess we'll talk about another list. I I like it. Um, as as the auxiliary attacker, and they have the crowbat too, which is cool. Be sure to check out youtube.com slash mellow underscore mad mellow magic or there's no underscore on YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna be doing an interview with Kevin Krieger about the deck list and the cards in it coming out hopefully on Thursday. So be sure to peep that everyone. Did you guys see the graphic for day two for Indianapolis? You mean the list of Arceuses? <laughs> yeah, it goes Arceus and whatever party they're paired with, Mew, and then I think the other one <laughs> the is one caught. Yeah, and then there's one person that just has one just one Pokemon by itself. It's Riley with Whimsicott. <laughs> Everyone else has partners for all of their decks, and then it's one Whimsicott in the top thirty-two, just solo dolo, no partners, straight Whimsicott. It, it was so good seeing that graph. I'm saying the matchup is bad. If I'd scrap her, I'd scrap her off the XP share, and then they're oh, yeah. their day's over. So, all right, let's get into some questions from Twitch chat. That very good. Very first question from Senior Doom. Why didn't the two of you fight to the death when you paired up? So why'd you choose to ID instead of uh anything else? Well, it was round four. Fourth round, yeah. right? I got yeah, it right we'd, we'd all we'd both played Arceus Mirrors the whole yeah. time. And we're friends and uh an hour break, and all these games usually go to time or close to it, and they're just so exhaustive and exhausting. Um, easy to get an hour break, I guess. Right. I'd rather say, hey, let's ID and then go hang out for an hour than let's stare at a table full of Pokemon cards and overthink, just like, how do I play this mirror match? And in fact, <laughs> I'd rather just do that <laughs> for an hour if, straight. So if it had mattered more, I obviously we'd play, but at right. that point, you know, it's like potato, potato. Yeah, we're one, one, and one a piece on day two. Like we could try to go for top sixty-four, but that's just better yeah. not to. Yeah. So before day two started, I was like, "Oh, Boo's in day two, right?" Um, I could hit Boo day two, and then we uh, did hit each other. That was it was pretty great. <laughs> so. And then we sat next to each other every <laughs> every round after, every round after that. Stellar Wish Gaming asks, and I'll I'll take this one. Does what kind of shirt are you allowed to wear on stream? And if it isn't appropriate by Pokemon standards, they give you a different shirt. So if you watched, that is definitely not appropriate by Pokemon standards. For those who don't know, go to twitter.com slash realboock. Look at the header. Boo is wearing that as a shirt. Anyway. It's funny. <laughs> not, it doesn't, I'm, it's not an endorsement of my political views by any means. I think it's just funny. <laughs> If you watch the stream, everyone is wearing like a very basic Pokemon shirt with like Grookey and Sobble and whatever, or, you know, a little logo on it. Pokemon will make you change your shirt if it has any logo on it. So even if it's something that is potentially copyright infringement or if it is a team logo or whatever, it will give you your own shirt. So no, you cannot wear whatever. Pokemon will just make you change. Now, you can enter an event with a literally inappropriate shirt that uh, endorses things that are not friendly for a family-friendly environment and then the to can also make you change but otherwise pokemon will make you change pretty much regardless of anything it seems like yeah you also cannot wear your own merch 
That's probably why I don't get put on stream. I wear a team shirt. That's like, you look um, like a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, bright green, it's great. Yeah, they were wearing the same colored shirt. <laughs> like, emptying out the trash cans. <laughs> That's right. The uh, venue uh, event staff did wear like a bright neon green shirt, and I kind of blended up. Yeah, next time we'll talk about that. Um, Jack Luxax asks: Are more people going to put Jolteon into decks to see if it helps against Arceus and Teleon? So, do we see the memory capsule Jolteon, that massive package, making its way into decks? What do you think, Kevin? No. As someone who, full disclosure, I'm strongly considering Arceus Gyarados for Vancouver. No. <laughs> Jolteon is a god-awful card. Even when you already play Memory Capsules, it's an awful card. I like it. See it in a Mew deck over the weekend? Did it, wasn't there a Mew that played a 1-1 plus a Memory Capsule Jolteon plus oh, three Marnies in their list? Cash is watching. Cash, I love you. You work so hard. I don't trust Pokestats reporting until it's on Limitless. After the Salt Lake City fiasco of Donphan, Altaria, and Maractus in Day 2, <laughs> I don't trust people reporting this stuff until <laughs> it's official. Pretty good meme. Yeah, yeah that's not the, anything against Pokestats, that's stuff against the community memeing on everything. <laughs> if it's worth anything, Cash, I trust you. Um, I think it's worth playing. And I also think it, it's only worth playing with the shopping center. I, I like being able to move the tools around because, like, okay, they want to chase it down. They're going to chase it. And also, you have V-Search. What a great attack. <laughs> Search your deck for three Vs, put them in your hand. Yeah, and then you can okay. bench it on the next turn and evolve it the yeah. turn after. <laughs> so good. If you're, if you're playing in Europe, there won't be any Marnies, so your hand's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Just play in Europe, it's fine. And the last question coming from Baro Clo. Seeing Stefan Ivanov's finish in Spain, top 16, is Hoopa Moltres still viable? I have to say yes. Hoopa Moltres is literally always viable. I beat it round one with ease. Did you beat Stefan Ivanov? Well, okay, so that answers the question. <laughs> if you're Stefan Ivanov, then yes, it is viable. <laughs> if you're not, put it away. <laughs> Oh my god! I was thinking about that. Like as I'm playing, like Ursh like as I'm testing for this event, I'm playing like Urshifu. I'm playing Arceus. They both have this Italian package. That's like I have Italian, and then I also play Clara, and I play Baby Moltres and Trinity Court and Retrieval and just the works. Right? I'm like, why don't I just cut all of this stuff and just play Hoop and Moltres? Like, isn't isn't that what I'm doing? I just got a big dude that's worth two prizes and has 310 HP in the active. It's like I was like maybe, but I'm like nah. I don't like that deck. It doesn't do things that I wanted to do. There's no early game pressure, and I wasn't a fan. Um, but like, it seems like it could still be good because most of my late game is hit with Inteleon or hit with Baby Moltres, or so like, and most of my early game with Urshadu was assault game with Hoopa. So it felt like it could be doing something. It could still be viable. I th well. think the Limitless version of Urshifu is just better than Hoopa Moltres for the reason Sack said. I, I want yeah. Hoopa Moltres to be good. I'm going to play Stefan's list because I love it. But honestly, I think Hoopa Moltres is just the Limitless Urshifu dumbed down for the rest of us. And that's, yes. yeah, it just feels worse. Yeah, There's times when you can play that Urshifu list that they have. 
uh, without the Urshifu package. Like, yeah. I know there was, like, a Rowlet uh, built-in package. If, like, the Rowlet was Bird Keeper, which is, like, pretty hot, in my opinion. But, like, the general package of, like, Hoopa, Moltres, um, like, a Metacham, plus, like, an Intermediate Attacker, doing whatever you want, like, a Moltres in there, like, a prize two or three or four, whatever you want to call it, um, to do, like, a little bit of chip damage. You could play that entire deck without the 2-2 Urshifu line and still be fine. So... Like, that's just Hoopa Moltres with, like, a 2-2 two, two, or 2-1 two, Urshifu built in and a few Rampage Check energies. So, like, if you're going to play Hoopa Moltres, just play a better version of it in the Limitless Urshifu list. Like, it's just better. Also, again, they're playing in an area without Marnie. I think <laughs> Marnie's been banned in Europe. Like, seriously, zero Marnie, maybe one Marnie in all no, of Europe. Yeah. There's one Marnie. Boo, how many yeah, Marnies do you play? I played three. Oh, geez. Okay, never mind. My point is invalid. That's right. I forgot because yeah. we were talking about putting a fourth one in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Azul said. Yeah. Zach, how, how many did you play? One and a Palpad. Okay. I played three draw. No, are you becoming Melanie as a draw supporter? Let's say, I don't know. Yes. Sure. Yeah, let's say yes. I played four draw supporters then. It goes one Marnie, one Research, one Avery, and one Melanie. That's it. I played four draw supporters. Yeah. Uh, Marnie's Three. so good with the Mibril, though. Like, it's like, okay. I'm going to draw more anyways, so who cares? I would rather build my hand than disrupt my opponents, though. Like, my hand is just going to be better because, like, the uh, decisions I made than whatever you're doing over there. There's only one time <laughs> when my opponent goes, like, Starbirth for two pieces and then hits me without playing those two. Yeah, I'll Marnie you. What of it? Like, you're going to put two cards in your hand, you think you're going to get away with it? No, I'm going to Marnie you. So, like, you have to have that there. But, I, like, there was a time against, like, Arceus Duraladon where, like, all right, my hand is four okay cards. I already have three energy on um, on Arceus. But I'll Melanie a fourth energy to, like, Arceus just to build my hand. And that took a knockout on Duraladon. And now, all of a sudden, my hand is ten cards. It was so nice. So I'd rather do that over play Marnie. Perfect hand to Caitlyn. Put seven of the bad ones no. back in later and draw seven cards. And Caitlyn's cool until your hand is two cards. And one of them's a Caitlyn. Okay, well, don't get in that. <laughs> Play in Europe. You'll never get Marnie. You'll be okay. <laughs> I think it's because when I started playing, Garbotoxin was the card that I gravitated towards immediately. I love hand disruption. <laughs> I win yes. so many games. That felt good. Everything's going to change so hard at Milwaukee. It's going to be crazy. Because we get comeback, you know, uh, whatever whatever the card's going. And we get Samurott, right? Yeah. and Samurott and uh, Origin Form Palkia, I think is what. It's going to be... They're both very good cards. It's going to be oh, really yeah. cool. But yeah. I have Vancouver to worry about. I have to win that with Gyarados first. Well, I remember so my earlier stance on Marnie. Oh, um, I remember, like, my earlier stance of Marnie being, like, uh, after Liverpool, right? It was, like, no one's playing Marnie. Why isn't there a hand disruption? Well, after playing this, like, this regional, um, you can see, like, your opponent kind of telegraphs when you need hand disruption. Yeah. So, like, playing the low, yeah, playing the low counts is, like, oh, I'm fine. Let's go search it out when I need it. I don't need it every turn. Yeah, I think so, if like, you are good at hand counting and you're good at reading opponents, welcome back to IRL, then, uh, you know when you have to Marty. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, I need them to not have this card right now. Cool, I'll marty them. Right? Like, like, your eyes are a little too big right now, so I'm pretty sure. I I had a highlight of... I I mentally outplayed my opponent uh, (laughs) one time and and made him marty me, and then then I played boss. (laughs) Marty me, and I was like, where'd you get that boss? Like, he martyred me into it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to give a shout out to Alex Cook. Multiple time on the podcast. Go check out those episodes about classic stuff. But we're playing in a tournament. And he quick balls, looks at his deck. He very obviously nods his head and starts shuffling. As in, like, oh, the card I need is, like, still in the deck. As a way so I wouldn't Marnie him. Because I would Marnie him into it because he had, like, a six-card deck. And I play the Marnie anyway, because A, I have no choice. And B, I don't trust Alex as far as I can throw him. And he's like, oh my gosh, you knew it. And he had two make do, so it didn't matter. But he told me afterwards that he does that trick all the time. That was that was the most fun of this tournament. Like I, I felt so good with the deck I could do stuff like that. Like, you know, put your hand down right away, look dejected, whatever. It was <laughs> it was a fun little acting seminar for myself and, and just seeing how opponents react, whether I mean clearly it worked out for the for the better but the math makes I, it so much easier too yeah oh. i tried that a few times boy oh boy was it fun like <laughs> the turn that i went like melanie just to build my hand my hand was garbage my hand was absolutely terrible like all right i'm gonna build my hand so they marty me and then it kind of worked until my hand was 10 cards and it suddenly became good i was like all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they went all right your hand's 10 cards i'm gonna marty you anyways i don't know what's going on but there's been times where like i'll play around a marty like, I go search my deck with, like, a quick ball or something, or, like, even, like, Trinity Nova. I'm like, all right, what are my outs left in deck? Do I have enough incense? Do I have enough level balls? Do I go for a Drizzle here? Or do I go for, like, a an Italian? Because if they Marnie me, I don't even know what my outs are. And it's like, Marnie exists in the format, but it's, like, pretty easy to play around. Mm-hmm. You just leave your outs in the deck, and you're drawing to them. Like, they Marnie you, there's a good chance you're going to hit a Shady Dealings. Do you get one or two guards? It's kind of to go back to pablo's list and his success if you only play good cards you only draw good cards there you go logic follows (laughs) we learned a lesson on playing consistent decks finally feels good (laughs) there is the secret from the person who made his first day two. play a consistent deck be confident with it too as well like play it beforehand don't don't go in with it unless you're a good player, I guess. So Friday, <laughs> I'm at the venue and like Friday's like the night where everyone's like, I don't know what cards you're gonna play. I don't know what tech like I'm sure what I'm playing. And I was talking to Azul, I was like, Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna join my locals in playing like Shaman V Star. <laughs> I, like, I was testing Shaman V Star for quite a bit um before like the regionals like shaman hits hard at two prizes left it can hit for 280 at three prizes 320 you could run you run through whimsicott you could run through arceus with that uh one card i was like cool i'll play shaman right and then i was talking to azul he's like yeah just well you could do that you could play something cool or you could just play something consistent and see how it goes <laughs> so that right? so that my um my locals that showed up with shaman um when the three five or whatever drop <laughs> um and, and then like i made i went six two and one to make day two and then like a second azul was like yeah look at that like they're playing arceus and telling on with a shaman and look at where they are kind of thing and um 
Like you're playing Arsis and Talion. Yeah, just play consistently, play a good deck, play consistency, and you'll be all right. But, like, boy, oh boy, do I want to go back to the shaman and something cool. But, yeah, just play consistency, you'll be, you'll be fine. It's, it's almost time. It's almost time. Yeah. I'm a big fan, bro. Shaman, Beedrill with Arceus. I guess Arceus with Shaman and Beedrill. It's probably just worse than Bradner's list, but also. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Zach, yeah, but only if you want good cards, I'm draw cards. That is true. <laughs> Zach, if you want the people to find you, where can they find you at? Um, over at Twitch, Zach17. Don't be afraid to come say hi to me in New Jersey, Milwaukee, and NAIC. I'll be in the bright green shirt. <laughs> you guys can uh, spot me from across the room, as Chet has said. Um, pretty visible. But yeah, on Twitch, Zach17. Over on Twitter as well. Um, you can see my list. You can see... You can kind of follow along when I play in these regionals. I don't really post or, or tweet during regionals. I feel like I'm just jinxing myself, but there's updates on there. Um, Saksak underscore 17 over on Twitter. So there's that. Grant, if you'd like people to find you, where can they find you at? You can find me on twitter.com. It's at real K, one word. We're having a glow up, blow up right now. The, the Twitter's been popping off, posting... We're good for memes, uh, deck lists, hot takes, all of that. Check it out. Uh, and you won't see me in a highlighter shirt <laughs> at a regional. But uh, come up and say hi, maybe, I guess. Or not. It's fine with me either way. I'll be at Vancouver for sure. I don't know about New Jersey. And of course, myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. I will be at Vancouver, and that will be my last event for the season. So if you want to come meet your fish, uh, that's your chance. Come say hi, or don't. That's also fine. Awkwardly stare and say, oh, that's him, and walk away without saying anything. I respect that, too. Just My, my, heart, my heart is there for you still. But yeah, uh, I won't be at any of those, but I will be providing you content, of course. Thank you to everyone who has left a rating or a review or a thumbs up on YouTube. And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.